You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello, and welcome to a spooky, scary Slow Ride Podcast. This is the Swamp Thing in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> uh, this is Matt. I'm broadcasting late at night from my laboratory. Are you sure you don't mean Matt the Wolfman, Alan? No, I no. I think he looks more like the Unabomber today, Spencer. Look That's at this. He's got that, I'm a, he's got that I'm hood. a Frankenstein. Hey, get that okay. hood up. Put on some sunglasses. You look like a hacker or the Unabomber. I feel like a hacker. I mean, I just made my, my sound recording program work. Whoa. <laughs> really hacked it. It's it's Mr. Good. Robot. It's pretty good. Uh, well, and if you're not the Wolfman, I'll be the Wolf. This is Spencer the Wolfman Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. How's it going, cool. guys? Are you ready to get spooky? Feeling spooky. I'm- I'd, let me tell you about getting spooky. I've been getting spooky all weekend because this weekend was one of the ten spooky crosses in the United States. This one being the fifth annual spooky cross here in Florida. Uh-huh. Pretty good turnout. Definitely. I promoted it, you guys may remember, last year mm-hmm. um, with some friends. And this year I, I've decided to be a taker, so no promotion whatsoever coming from this guy. But that doesn't mean I can't critique everything that happened. So, And the only bad thing that happened... Was they put a pinwheel on the course, but to make matters worse, it was a double pinwheel. And what I mean by that is that you went into the center, and you came all the way back out. You went and did half the course, and then you came back into the pinwheel again to do it <laughs> all over again. But between the different... I've never seen so many stakes yeah, and that sounds um, terrible. tape wasted before. Well, that's some complicated <laughs> geometry, if nothing else. I know. They probably yeah, had to get some engineers from yeah, the University this, of Florida down there. Yeah, put on by the math department or something. Yeah. And be like, oh, <laughs> you guys have never ridden such complicated shapes before. Yeah, it was pretty much, or the oceanography, <laughs> like, ooh, this is going to be the shell. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning slightly to the left and only pedaling half as hard as I can. <laughs> this so is very difficult course. racing. So let me tell you why I don't like pinwheels. A... You can't do anything with them. There's, like, never any passing that happens because no. there's never, like, yeah. a play. So it's just kind of slow waste of time. It's not good like, racing. Yeah. Like, it's just lean to your left. Like, there's, you're not doing anything unique with right. it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what else do you have? And, and the big one. Uh, the big one is that they're just dumb. Well, <laughs> like, there's mm-hmm. no other. Really? You can't see what's point. going on. Like, if you're a spectator, you're like, oh, is that guy in the court? Like, I don't know. Especially now with the double pinwheel, you never knew if the person next to you was, like, lapping you or what. It was kind of crazy. I think the worst part is that it gives you the illusion that maybe you're about to catch somebody. And then when you come out of the pinwheel, you're like, wait, where, where'd they go? Yeah. It, it gives false hope. Does. Yes, does. definitely some falsehood. Or it inspires fear. Lazy, that shouldn't be lazy, Maybe that's lazy course design for sure. And then, well, lazy, but also lazy. labor-intensive laziness. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. No, it that's was an impressive course. Like, I like this course, and I like this event, because it's one of the say. biggest Florida Cyclocross races. 
but and it's a very it's like a postage size stamp park that they use right but then they did this like crazy pinwheel that must have taken forever to put together because I would not have been able to figure it out. No, a double, a double pinwheel is pretty fantastic. And yeah. if oh, it's it gonna totally if it's gonna happen, yeah, it's got to happen at the Halloween race where it's just kind of a you know tongue in cheek race anyway. So I'm I'm like uh, I I'm loath to say I'll allow it, but like if it's ever gonna happen, it better be on October 31st or thereabouts. You know. Well, that was the, so I get there, and then of course they're all goofing around like, "Who, Tim? You like the pinwheel? Like you're gonna talk about it on the podcast?" Da, 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 da. Absolutely then, not. So the whole time they trolled me for you just this race, fed right but whatever. Into it. Wait, yeah. Why did you yeah. just gave in? Yeah. Um, because it's a great race. It was a good turnout. So oh. I didn't win, but I didn't get last place either. I, did I accidentally a, registered for the women's one, two, threes, um, and I should have been in the cat threes. I think I got like tenth in the cat threes or something like that out of like fifteen. Pretty good. I did the uh, the inaugural angry cross here, in in it was in Woodbury at Carver Park. I don't know if you guys ever rode mountain bikes there. No, uh, I don't think I have. I don't think I did. It's got a pretty short mountain bike course. It was this was a great cross race. All uh, kudos to them. Um, had a big hill. It had a double sand pit, and then it had a huge, long beach sand section that half of it was rideable, half of it wasn't. Um, it also had what we rarely have in the U.S., or at least around here, which is flat sections that are so muddy that I think it, it was, like, debatable all day whether or not riding it or running it was faster, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, my favorite kind of courses where, like, people I was with, I would run, they would ride, and we'd end up coming out you know, a second or two apart, and it's sort of just yeah. like choose your own adventure. Uh, it was a great race. I mean, it was super. That fun. is really the key to a good cross course, right? Yeah. Like to having sections where it's debatable what line is faster, or not even what line, but what method is faster. Yeah. You know, like this, that. So this race as a had a lot of that. That's what you should be looking for out of your course. Like, Which, how many sections do I yeah. have that are going to make people think about what they need to do? You know? They might have got lucky that it had rained and that made yeah. part of the field do that because otherwise the field would have been kind of uninspiring if it wasn't for the mud sections. But yeah. with the mud and yeah. the multiple sand and then the hill and stuff, this was one of the better courses I've ever done in Minnesota. Super good. good. And they had a great prize, which is um, they had mums, potted mums all around their podium. And so people, when they were winning, were just taking mums home. Yeah. Oh, nice. Doug Swanson was super Hey, I got a... I got something for you, little guy. Um, was there any good uh, costumes that you saw at the cross race this weekend? Because this is the best part about cycling cross. I saw on Halloween. I enjoy the costumes. I saw an eagle, and uh, that's all right. I saw an Oompa Loompa. Any, uh, I don't remember what else. Any I Ken saw. Bones? Any Ken Bones? I didn't see any Ken Bones. Uh, That'd be a pretty good, <laughs> easy one to race in. I yeah. saw a um, so. Fan of the podcast, supporter of the podcast, Michael Toth. You guys uh, seen him on the uh, Twitter sphere? Oh yeah. Um, he came up to me. I haven't seen him at a race, but he uh, he lives down in Tampa, and he, he came up. He's like, "Man, I love it when your podcasts come out because it saves me from like right wing talk radio on the van pool, <laughs> like when he goes into to work." And um, he dressed up as uh, Trump naturally, Cyclocross Trump, make cross great again. Uh-huh. And then he was just saying, like, we need to build bigger barriers. Like, was his, like, line like when that. he was crossing the, uh, the like that. It was pretty funny. He's, and a great guy just to see. Um, I saw one of those T-Rex costumes, a uh, fan of the podcast, Jen uh, 
uh, Krantz, who uh, bought one, some of the Michelin tires uh, when uh, Michelin was sponsoring us. She yeah. was out there in the, the inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex costume That's with good. like Love the it. short arms. Uh, kind it. of a difficult uh, costume to race in. Yeah. Um, buddy of mine uh, 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 um, from uh, here in Orlando that I carpooled with, uh, uh, Joe, he dressed up in full pirate costume and won the whole shot. And there's a great photo of him taking the whole shot. With a bunch of serious one, two, threes, all not in costume. So did he have, that was a. Uh, did he have like a little plastic dagger like between his teeth? Because that would just make that photo yeah. impeccable. No, he didn't. Uh, but was he. Well, yeah, next, year. Was he next year. Was he like a pirate or was he the pirate? He was a pirate. Okay. There was a second pirate there that had a, um, you know, a parrot on his handlebars. I, but the best part a, about the, this race is that there's a sand volleyball course, yeah. and there is a lot of carnage on the sand volleyball course. Lots of costumes, lots of people falling in there, just second-guessing their costume choice when they were filling up their extra-large pants or lack of pants with sand. Yeah, I could see I've, that. Always filling my lack of pants with sand. Did you we see had, anything, uh, Spencer, cool yeah, in the cyclocross costume? We had our, our orchard cross races. The costume race up here um, happens on Apple Orchard, I think. Or Anyway, there's a little goat farm and all kinds of shit going on there. Cider and stuff. It's a big party, uh, but they do the costume race. We had two of those T-Rexes, so that was interesting. Oh, nice. Um, I wasn't Did there, but I, I saw the video uh, of the... Uh, of the Peloton coming through, you know, so that was that was pretty fun. Uh, the best one I think I saw was bringing up the rear in the video was a uh, a tandem bike uh, with the Monty Python theme going on with a knight on the front, like nailed it, nailed the costume, and then allegedly, and I couldn't really tell from this video, but allegedly the person on the back was clapping together two coconuts. <laughs> that's a pretty the whole race. Just... Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it's it sounds amazing, and that's I good. was very impressed. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. You know, I I would say that our best ever um, Halloween costume was the one that I did last year with uh, Keith uh, Richards, former co-owner of Swift Cycle at six six oh seven West University Avenue in Gainesville, Florida. And it's not still there, you know. Right? It's still not there. Yeah. Poor he and I dressed up as the Road Warriors from WWE. That was pretty cool. That's pretty but cool. Anyway. Well, so Halloween is over, and so let's get right into it, little guy. What's the spookiest thing that you've seen in um, in uh, cycling this past week? It's the Bradley Wiggins is going to keep riding. Rising from Just, the dead. Oh, God. Do you think the only reason he is still riding is, as someone pointed out on our Twitter, namely... Um, Someone pointed out on our Twitter that uh, the only reason that he's doing it um, is to retire at the Japan Cup in 2017 and, and gain the uh, credibility that Fabian Cancellara did. Thanks for that, uh, Mike Morse. I think it's because he's got the same – he's sort of got like a Lance thing. He wants to prove that he can do it without asthma, asthma medication or whatever. Or, or whatever. And he's just going to get busted for more stuff. Like this is <laughs> this is his undoing in the same way that Lance's comeback was his undoing. Oh, really? Is that like more is going to come out about Bradley? It's my prediction. Um, and interesting, it'll just get worse. Interesting. I just wish yeah, he'd go away. So I was not. I were you surprised? I wasn't surprised that he did it, but I would say he seemed very sad in the pictures I saw from London Six Day. Like a guy that's about to lose all credibility in uh, cycling, and he's like doesn't know what to do without it. So he's like, "Fine, I'm going to race one more year." I yeah, was sad too because you guys told me he wasn't going to race anymore. 
I was all safe and comfortable, and then I pull up cycling news, and that's the top story. And then there's a story about that Kaja rural guy who, like, I guess got busted, like, two days after signing his contract last year, and they fired him, like, a day later. Oh, yeah. That just That was, like, standard cycling depressing story. Yeah. Not, like... Yeah, yeah I don't know. Wiggins. The, the the ghosts of Dopers Past are coming out all week long, all month long, really, as a celebration of Halloween. <laughs> well, speaking of Dopers Past, let's talk about Valverde because he can't die. He's like he is. He oh. must be a Dracula or Wait, something. What are you he could be Dopers Past. Has, has well, anyone has anyone did. seen Valverde in a mirror? No. Is there any evidence? There's no evidence. I mean, yeah. he does. He Think is out in the it. sunlight quite often. We do have evidence of that, but perhaps well, he's created true. some sort of sunproof screen to rub on his skin so he can go mm-hmm. out and crush bike races with his, you know, blood Super of the Superhuman power, yeah. I mean, okay. he is. Hey, I'm all he, about him. So. He's a Dracula. I mean, we found his blood bags. They matched <laughs> up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Granted, he only sucks his own blood. Doesn't make any sense. He's a shitty Dracula. <laughs> he's That's a shitty Dracula. But he's a good bike racer. So, I mean, you can't be good at everything. It's like a hobby for him, being yeah. a Dracula. Part-time Dracula. Yeah. Part-time but. Dracula may be the greatest nickname ever. Part-time so, shitty Dracula. Valverde moving forward is part-time Dracula. Yeah, he's going to race for another 12,000 years uh-huh. until he wins the tour. And then, so, and then he will take about that long. He'll ask now, somebody we were... to plunge a, a golden spike into him or whatever. <laughs> Punch the tour trophy through his heart. (laughs) I have nothing else to do in this life. Please end it. We were talking about... um, Punch the stuffed lion through my heart. (laughs) We were were talking about part-time Dracula last week when we were talking about um, Cat-like Helmets no longer sponsoring a pro tour team. They gave out a press release that they are not going to be in the pro tour next year, so... Oh, yeah. The cheese grater helmet is completely done. Well, you heard it here first on the Slow Ride podcast. Maybe. So on, like, uh, the maybe team yeah, maybe we should send them a see, see if they'll sponsor the Slow Ride podcast. Like, with yeah, helmets. That's a, and then we can wear their helmets idea. while we're podcasting. I think we should look up to see who would be in charge of the sponsorships. And then yep. maybe we could pull that off. <laughs> maybe we can so figure got... that out between the three of us. <laughs> In other uh, scary Halloween news in the bike racing side of things, um, Phil mm-hmm. Guyman announced the Cookie Monster, if you will. That's his Halloween costume. Announced that he's retiring. What? Um, he oh, gave out that. a big uh, kind of wait, a letter wait, to we're, 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 we're laying his career to rest? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, that's a little deep. Yep. That's uh, not deep. What the hell? That's next level. I mean, so Phil Guyman is no longer going to be a professional bike racer. He did say that he is not fully retiring. He's still going to show up to group rides, crush it, maybe some grand so fondos, do like a random. So he's doing a privateer kind of thing. He's going to be un- undead. All so it's like zombie Cannondale guys do. Do you think they all just get disillusioned with hanging out with Vodders? And so they just are like, man, I just want to go do gravel grinders and hang out and be famous and so they well quit the candle because it seems to be a trend of american racers going there not really like accomplishing what you'd hope and then so being he, like screw the pro peloton 
being like Guyman wrote about attack. this in his uh, diary entry to Vela News today, or his announcement that he's retiring, basically saying that he got hired by Cannondale to help sponsor commitments, like was one of the main reasons that Vodders hired him, because he's got a following in his first single year. So that would free up the Talanskis, I guess, and some of the other um, you know higher profile racers to not having to make all the sponsor commitments, so Guyman could go take care of all that. And then that led to obviously some uh, some low poor poor form throughout the year. Like he wasn't very happy with his results. His best race was an 11th place at Criterium International. Um, he said it was like the highest power output he's ever put in. But he didn't get selected for the Volta squad, and uh, he found himself racing at the Tour of Alberta, and he just didn't get a renewal, contract renewal. Yeah. And then he only looked at a few teams that he felt that he would. Um, mix in well with one was Dimension Data is who he mentioned and they just couldn't come to terms or he wasn't offered contract he did say that he was offered a couple of continental contracts a multi-year deal and he said the only other time he ever had a multi-year deal was for $20,000 a year and the team folded halfway through the first year I believe and I think that that's that that's that Kenda Tire team that we all know so well that Mm -hmm. one time was Abercrombie Fitch is my guess um so there you have it. Phil Guyman no longer racing as a pro. Kind of sad. But yeah. uh, he is from um, – I believe he's from Georgia, but he went to University of Florida. So, like, the the ghost of Guyman was a very popular thing in Gainesville when I was living there. Like, people were still talking about, you know, the power that Gu- that Guyman would throw down. Man, did, um, he, did he have, like, a couple of random KOMs in town still or something like that? No, everyone went after those. <laughs> um, the Strava Hunter – went uh-huh. after him but and it was also before strava really blew up that he was here so um, uh-huh. but anyway so he's not going to be racing uh, in the pro peloton anymore kind of surprised but not really because he was part of the the guyman well, or the, uh, and, the vodders crew and because yeah. of the gravel the lure of the gravel is just so strong you know yeah like, it's true. and the money I, the money is so good in gravel the money and gravel gravel money is big big heavy chunks of money I, so if you're going to put Ted King up against Guyman, mm-hmm. who do you – so, like, these are two guys that have loyal followings, right? Like, yeah. loyal kind of – so, remember, t- let Ted King ride in the tour, and he wasn't – unfortunately, was never able to finish, but that grew all types of uh, love. Guyman getting a contract um, at the U.S. National Championships after that in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Remember when he went off the front? Probably one of his greatest moments, and even Vodders was openly cheering for him. Who do you think has more pull? Vod- uh, Ted King – or Phil Guyman in that, like, just kind of not good enough to make it pro. Like, made it, but not top, top guy. Uh, I think Guyman has more pull. It's tough, though. See, Spencer's uh, biased because he's in New England. Yeah, but he's got that. I think they're both the same. I, Wait, and it's that tragic story of professional athletes, right? Like, how many great baseball players never make it out of Triple A? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Probably a lot. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it's probably pretty pretty much a toss up there. But uh, I think I think Ted probably made it a little further. But I don't. I actually don't know if he has a bigger reach. You know, social media wise or fan wise or whatever. Like they're probably pretty even in that regard. I mean, Guyman was talking about in his uh, farewell letter that he's got like stories. He's like uh, pitches that he's making in Hollywood because he's living in Hollywood now. So like, like stories for it sounded like a travel show, like store, like shows revolving around bikes. And he thought like, hey, I never even thought I would meet with like possible producers. So it seems yeah. like maybe he has some. So, uh, 
So he's got here. he's got good ideas, not just like the program two. Yeah. <laughs> The program two would be an amazing um, uh, sequel because then it'd be like, oh, what team are we going to follow? Oh, and, Radio uh, Shack. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, it'd be a short movie. Very short movie. So Guyman has retired, and this goes hand in hand with uh, Vauder's big announcement. Kind of this weird press release that he put out on Cycling News. Uh, Spencer, do you want to introduce this whole thing to? Uh, the non-listeners that care about pro cycling, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was it was half press release, half editorial uh, that he that he put out. I feel like he puts one out maybe every year. Every let's year say who Vodders is, so people can know. Well, we've already been talking about him for like twenty minutes. But. Yeah, he's the guy from Canada that crushes riders' spirits and their will to live. Yeah, yeah. He runs the Canadale team. He's run a lot of teams, a slipstream program for however long now, like. 10, 15 years. Anyway, mm-hmm. TIAA Craft, etc. I hear he's really good at answering emails late this <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, anyway, he has he also has a stake in Velon, uh, which does all those awesome uh, on-bike uh, footage, um, little clips from the tour and all the other big races. Like um, th- The footage is amazing, and they edit it really yeah. good, and they're super fun to watch, and they make... They might bike racing look exciting to watch on TV, which is something that I have not experienced in, like, 20 years of watching bike races. What? So, well, but you keep coming back. I know. And, like a drug. you know, it's, it makes it easy to show other people why bike racing is so cool, right, if you don't do it or if they don't do it. That's anyway, true. so Velon's rad. It's a really good idea that he has, and he's trying to wrap it all together into, like, a uh, an NFL or an MB, MLB, MLB or NHL of of cycling. Like, there needs to be a league that everybody's a part of instead of, like, the World Tour is more like a calendar than it is a league of teams that are, you know, competing against each other for some sort of team prize at the end, like the playoffs in, in most major sports or whatever. And um, he, he put out some good ideas. And uh, I think they're worth talking about. No, they're not, because let me tell you why. <laughs> this is... Okay. This is not America. Yeah, I was so going to say, I bet it's very be a, American. <laughs> there's not a private league. Like, he wants, like, basically the NFL, like a, a subscription service, like, where you're an owner and you all, like, share the sponsorship dollars that are coming in. Or if a sponsor says, hey, I want to be in a bike racing, they can go to this group of owners and the owners find out what team goes with worse. He's against the free market of cycling. Now, granted... That the yeah, how, uh, how's that French... worked out for cycling so far? <laughs> well, so far the Tour de France still goes on, and there's I mean, still people that are getting bad. to ride bikes. But how many teams folded this year? I don't. Well, how many teams are still wanting to be in the Pro Tour? There's over there were 17 spots. 18 teams got <laughs> in. So like, I don't. Well, that doesn't make any think... sense. Again, you know, <laughs> if you don't want to play with the big boys. Then don't get involved with the game. I guess I just don't understand the. Um, so you would tell sponsors to just go home. I'm not telling sponsors We've got to get, go home. Teams, I'm saying like this: the world tour is full. So, we're sorry. Well, then no, go home. You don't no, sponsor no, no, the no. sponsor the race caravan, but get Spon- your bands. Yeah, on sponsor the, side the of race the road, caravan. You know? Or oh, yeah, how that's, about this? That's great. How, how about this, Spencer? How about you not sponsor a world tour team? How about you uh, go sponsor? Another because ra- here's the thing: there's a limited Wait, what, amount what, of. What team should I sponsor? If I if I can't get on Cannondale, how much money uh, do you have for their main sponsorship? How, can I get on their AAA team? You just mentioned Spencer. AAA. They do have a AAA Look. team, don't they? Oh, what what is it? They have a dropback like uh, like 
second yeah, it's division like drop team pack or something. Oh. So Spencer, well, answer this question, Mister Mister Moneybags. Do you want to be in the Tour de France? Do you want your company sponsoring the Tour de France? Yes. Great. How much money is it worth to you? One million dollars. Sorry, that's not You're enough in. money. Come back to play when you can afford to be with the big boys. Then I'll buy a shitty team with one superstar named Mark Cavendish who has the world championship stripes, and you'll have to invite me. Screw no. you. Still costs more no. than a million dollars. Still costs more than a million dollars. But here's, here's what you would do, Spencer, if you were smart. You'd be like, you know, I want to be in the tour. Hey, I'm going to call up Kofidis or some crappy French second division team and be like, hey, guys, here's a million dollars. Just get in the breakaway a couple times. They'll be like, fine, we can do that. Yeah, that's, that makes plan. for good bike racing. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think it's that um, – what Vodders is complaining about, I understand semi-rationally. But the problem is he doesn't own the bike race. Tour de France is a privately owned structure. Yeah, At no well, time is the owner of the Tour de France going to say, you know what, we want to give away all these millions of dollars to a bunch of teams that really don't do all that much except supply bike racers. Where, and where we do can they, always, but where do they get all that millions of dollars? From TV. Okay. TV. And who's on the TV? Bike racers. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So who's the commodity? The bike racers. So See, what happens if they just don't show up? there's... I disagree that if, if, people if really ASO, care about who the bike racers are. If the are. ASO is making money off of the bike racers, how come the bike racers don't make any money and Phil Guyman only gets $20,000 on a half-assed team that falls Because apart? there's 8,000 you know I mean? bike racers that are going to go, hey, I you know what, I'll do it for free. I don't race the Tour de France. Spencer, if, if Kofidis called me tomorrow to be like, hey, do you have $500 and you can race in the Tour de France? I'd be like, here's... A thousand dollars. Let me start the tour to France. And I would turn the TV off. Yeah. Well, that's your prerogative. Here's like, the thing, though. Every I year, guys. The, uh, I want to uh, go ahead. Every year, there's there's statistics come about how like most of the French, at least the broadcast in France, is like watching it just for the scenery. So as much as we we nerd out and we watch the tour just for the racing. Not just for the racing. But so like, you mean it's like going to the Stillwater Criterium and just to watch the spectacle of people crashing or going up the climb, and no one knows who's there? I would say that a small portion of the people that tune in in Europe to, when it's broadcast on TV are big fans and are like really following the sport. Obviously, all of us in the U.S. who are watching it and, and risking uh, viruses on our computers... Um, <laughs> are big fans but it, it's a different situation over there and that's its major market i think that now, that makes it a little harder for voters and those guys to argue that they're that so, important so I, if, I know what you're both let saying me, let me put it this way if if the if the bbc or french tv one or whatever the hell shows the tour de france and yeah. the, most people are watching for the scenery if they just showed a lot of panning helicopter shots of french countryside with no bike race going on do you think people would still watch it? No, I think that I think it's important that the bike race is there, but I think I think for a lot of people these, it could be anybody. It's just the guys, fact that it's happening and that it's sort of like a national these, holiday yeah. is as important. These guys deserve to get paid. They deserve not, to get paid I'm not and they deserve that. more more than that because some of them very much do get paid. We all know Boonin can crash his Lamborghini after doing a bunch of blow at the club. You know what I mean? Like that's, some so, of these so, guys are getting paid. But so, 
All of them need to be. He wasn't doing blow when he crashed the Lamborghini. He was coming from his underage girlfriend's house. Okay, he (laughs) wasn't doing blow then. Underage girlfriend. Okay, God. But the teams need to be made. Like there needs to be some stability, some sense of security, because there's like three teams that actually you know are going to be there year after year, and the rest of them are like maybe. So here's here's my guarantees. Let me let me say this. Let's caveat to my argument here, is that. There does need to be stability, absolutely. And I'm not saying that Vodders is an idiot for trying something new. Like, like it is nice to have new ideas out there. I just don't believe that a league structure is the way that it's going to be. They have to find a way to get buy-in from the ASO. And the only way to do that, in my opinion, is to get the ASO to agree that there's a certain amount of teams that continuously get into the tour after they have a proven sporting performance. And it looks like that the UCI has successfully done that with getting Dimension Data on there, with their being the 18th team. Like, hey, these 18 teams for the next year are going to be the, the continuing sponsor. My problem is, is when... 18 teams out of 17. Well, they extended yeah. out the rules, right? Yeah, but that's they, the, they, there are sure. no rules. There is no league. It's the Wild West. Well, of a course league, it's going to be the Wild West, help. as long as... But how are they ever going to fix it? The only so, way they can ever fix it on. is what we talked about, is with let the Juro taking over July, let me just and that's ask not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Let me just ask you a couple simple questions then. Who is the best team in cycling right now? Movistar or how Team do you, Sky. How do you know that? Because they win the most races and they have the most publicity. Do they? Because I'm pretty sure Edix Quickstep wins the most races. Yeah, but no, those are win, fake they races. They win the most Belgium points okay. in the world. So we have no I idea... Who no, the, the best team tour. is, and we have no idea on what criteria we're ju- judging the best but team that's, on. No, that's, I, but that's what's good about cycling. The world and I, tour. And I, that's, I guess what I generally don't like about the Vodders thing is that what's good about cycling is that there are lots of little races, and you get the best riders doing the, wanting to do the tour, and they want to show up to some smaller races yep. in Belgium, or the Italian riders want to show should, up to those small little Italian races. And they Italian should all races. count. They should all count for something to a team total points total instead of this individual world tour ranking where yeah. you have guys they like Joachim Rodriguez re-signing after he wants to retire to some new team so they can have some world tour points so they can actually get in the world tour you know what I mean like no, no, point, I agree. Like, points it's, need it's, to stay with the teams they need to be earned universally across all these little races so people can do everything and so everything matters and so you can look at some standings and be like that's a good team and that team sucks but well, there but are standings, we, we for, look at those standings for each right division, now, and and I'm pretty sure some points do stay with team. Didn't they? Didn't they adjust it so some stay with the team still? Not to my knowledge, but okay. They need to get rid of the fine. Get rid of the individual rider points because that's BS. But the the pro tour standing, it's very clear at the top teams. Like we discuss this, Dimension Data was a pretty crappy team this year, near the bottom of the standings, along with Team I don't Giants. Know. Mark Cavendish won four bad. stages of the tour. It was yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, but that's they just, had a good. He came in second July. at Worlds. I mean, he they seems pretty July. good. Yeah, but it's not Team Giant. You know, they were bad too. I mean, there's you know there were they teams were there that. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I th- I I think as a sports fan from anywhere, you kind of get used to this. Like even F1 or MotoGP or any of these things. Like there's all a, a way to follow. And cycling is just really a shit show, man. But like, isn't that because of the history of the sport? Like, so F1 yeah. is owned by the Ecclestone family and therefore the Formula One like organization, whereas 
cycling was created to sell newspapers, right? Like the, this, the very organic right. thing that's kept along. Yeah, but it's it's owned by the UCI at this point. Basically, like they kind of do whatever they want until the ASO gets mad, and then they so back off. The only know? way to really fix it is if the ASO created their own cycling league at this point because they own so many of the races. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Somebody silly. needs to. I, I honestly, I don't care who does it. Like, it just something needs to happen because right now it's a mess. Oh, man. I like but that's See, but that's, guys, that's what I like about cycling mess, is the mess. If it's not a mess, why are people going to come listen to us? That's true. That is a hot point. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Tim, you got, a, you got a weird nervous twitch there. Yeah, I do. I, I'm going, pretty sure that... Uh, what's going on? That, you need, we're at you that, need that looked time. at. You need that I look. I think he's at. having a maybe having like a heart attack or a stroke or something. I don't know. All right, guys. Something I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's just the sound. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Life Podcast. This week we have a brand new sponsor to the Wide Angle Podium Network and the Slow Ride Podcast. We do. I'm pretty excited about this one. I am too. Uh, we actually have uh, a non-cycling related, well, a non-cycling <laughs> industry. It's cycling adjacent. Cycling adjacent sponsor for the podcast. There's a lot of, there, there's a lot of amazing stuff that's, that's in here that we can get to. But, um, yes, a non-cycling sponsor. Which is huge for a cycling-specific podcast, you got to say. Anyway, we're talking about Health IQ. Uh, Tim, do you know anything about Health IQ? Yeah, it's easy. Health IQ is a way for you to save money on your life insurance because you're an active cyclist or, in the case of little guy, a vegan. Yep. <laughs> Bonus points. That's right, boys. Yep. So... Pretty much all you need to do is you go to healthiq.com slash slow ride, go take a look around, and you take a questionnaire, and then they hook you up with some like life insurance possibilities that are going to save you some serious money because you're riding your bike 50 miles a week. Because they know you, you're a smart guy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're listening to this podcast. Well, what's amazing, they probably, you've already seen their banner ads all over the internet already, right? Like, this is a, this is a, Bonafide group that is out there trying to save money for cyclists yep. and for active lifestyle, and you can just take advantage of it. And now they're sponsoring the podcast, so thanks to the Health IQ yep. folks for coming on board. Absolutely. So yeah, one more time, head over to healthiq.com/slowride. That's important because you know the more people that actually do that, the better it makes us look. So we're counting on you guys. Um, and, and, and there's, I mean, they're going to have information about life insurance. Uh, it is pretty cheap in comparison to probably what you're paying now or not paying at all because you probably don't have life insurance. But as a bike rider, let's face it, you might want to yeah, get that. You know, that's, yeah. that's the sad thing that you don't really want to talk about. But that being said, you know, you should probably look at getting health insurance anyway. But the best part is, is that you can save money on it versus like the one size fits all yep. health insurance or, yeah. uh, well, Life they, insurance plants are out they there. Get so. let, let, they get it. You know, they've done the research. You can read all the stuff on it. It's it's pretty incredible, like some of the stats they have, and they can really save you a lot of money. So go check it out, healthiq.com slash slow ride. Yeah. 
And we'd also like to thank all the other listeners of the and the members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Um, there's a brand new Crosshairs radio that just came out um, last week about the cross scene over in Europe. And we've also got the Consummate Athlete, the Honest Working Man's Bicycle Program. Nailed it. And we also have the uh, Meyerson line, which will be coming out with a new show uh, very shortly. Yep. Did somebody yeah. ask him about Spox? <laughs> no, we did not ask him about Spox yet. You know. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll have to follow up on that. Okay, sorry. I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride Podcast. That's <laughs> all right. Um, speaking of... of uh, crosshairs and cross you guys know what's coming up tomorrow tuesday probably about this time that this podcast will be out or maybe this will have already happened by the time this podcast is out you know what's happening i have a feeling but uh why don't you go ahead and tell me coppenberg cross boys oh is that tomorrow that's tomorrow and you know what's good about it this year other than the fact that what's always good about it it's on TV, yeah, sponsored by sponsored Trek. by Trek, which is pretty awesome, <laughs> I gotta say. Uh, that's pretty great. They're so doing... I can work on my, I can, I can watch on my work computer and not download yeah, a bunch of viruses. Yeah, you can watch and and not worry about it. And two, local boy Eric Thompson is gonna yep. be racing it. He is. And that's awesome. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. and I'm super <laughs> pumped. He had he had uh, a little pre ride video on uh, Facebook earlier. It, um, not just on Facebook. Koppenberg Cross's Facebook page. Oh, he was on their Facebook his vid- page. Cool. Like the pre-ride, the official pre-ride video of the lap is Eric Thompson's video. I didn't know that. Is, I just saw it on his. You know, local, um, local Minnesota boy goes to legend. Belgium and hooks yeah, it up. I'm on excited. The first, first try. I'm ex- always excited about this race, but I'm way more excited now that I get to look for somebody I know. And you get race. to watch it in what I can only assume is going to be crystal clear quality on a legit <laughs> feed that you didn't have to search through the dark yeah. webs for. If nothing else, you can uh, find it. You don't have to try the Belgian one. It doesn't work. You don't have to try the French one. It works. Then you try the Eurosport one five times, hoping that it works so that you can get a little English commentary. Yeah. And you just go back to the Dutch one. You can just go straight yeah, to the first feed so when, and be done with it. That is the worst part about the, um, when, of course, when you're doing the uh, the dark webs, is you find the one that, that works, but it's in a language you totally don't understand, or it freezes up about 20 seconds into, like, the lap or whatever, so, like, you think you've mm-hmm. got it, and then all of a sudden, dark webs. Should I close it? Should I, oh, should I open a new one? Will it come right back? Uh, no, just just... It's going to be smooth, hopefully. So now that November is here, now that Copenberg Cross is here, I mean, the cross year is pretty much starting fully. I mean, to the point that you start to get really excited where every weekend I'm looking for all the races. Not saying that there hasn't been past races. For example, European Championships was last weekend um, where we did have, uh, you know, Toon Ertz taking the victory. We had the... um, we had the Pan American Championships where we had Stephen Hyde beat up on uh, Jeremy Powers. So I'm sure the people at Sluggos in Pensacola, Florida are going crazy with that right victory. Sure. Katie Compton taking the win. Um, Curtis White and Ellen Noble. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest. Cross season really starts tomorrow at Copenburg. Sure, let's yeah. say that. I no, think if nothing think else, fair. hopefully we'll get a little rain because I feel like all these Euro races have been a little too dry. We haven't had any good mud fests yet between Vanderpool and uh, and Wout. You know they uh, 
The thing yeah. I saw mentioned about this in actually in Eric's uh, video, um, I didn't watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I read the description. And he said they changed the course this year from the classic one. Yeah. So I'm a little I'm a little curious to see what the changes are because Koppenberg has always been like this super steep uphill climb, and then this super switchback like off camber kind of jungle crossy descent. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no barriers on that course typically. Is this the race where the girl had the yes. motor last year? The woman had the motor last year. Yeah, where she was. This was the one that I think once they found the motor, that everyone was like, they went that, back and uh, looked that race, at this one. Yeah, everyone was like, yeah, I was super suspicious of her at right. that race. But yeah, if you watch it, she she can climb. Wow. Yeah, she can climb, <laughs> she can climb in that one. Yeah. But there's the uh, you climb up the cobbles of the Koppenberg for a while, but you turn off in the middle and and kind of bunny hop up these little stairs into the field. And like I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see what's still there and what's not. I need to watch that yeah. video. I watched about half of the lap, and you know, I'm obviously it's not the perspective I usually have. Yeah. I'm not usually in the race. I don't know if you guys know this, <laughs> but I've never done Koppenberg Cross. Yeah, well, I, it's kind of embarrassing. I don't like to talk about it, but um, I couldn't tell what the difference was. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. We'll see. But, but he went, it, he it went by that. Good racing. You know, there's always that timing tower at Coppenberg Cross. Like yeah. mid lap, there's that spot they go by, and then the camera from the camera angle, you can see what the time gaps are to the to the yeah. groups. Yeah. And it was super weird to be on the bike and go through it the other way, where you can't see the time gaps. Hmm. That's weird. Did um, so I think a little a little rain could make that race uh, super exciting, especially going up the yeah. cobbles. Uh, we got hit up on uh, Twitter by uh, Toby Smith out in Sacramento, and he was uh, providing some photos of the cross race he did. And that was, like, the only real mud cross race I've seen. I guess it was in Auburn, California. Oh. I haven't really seen a super muddy race here in the U.S. Um, so far this year. Have you, Spencer? Maybe out in uh, yeah. Connecticut for the old Providence uh, cross? We had a couple, like, mildly muddy days, I would say, yeah. And I guess Jingle Cross, I think, was too. probably I the most muddy yeah. on that Friday night especially. Yeah, we've had, like, decent – the last two weeks in Minnesota have had a little bit of mud. It's, it's getting there. We haven't had a rainy race, but we've always – we've had rain the day or two before, so we're getting some nice – I've had to pull the mud tires out. Did you – um? you know how last week we talked about borrowed uh, cross uh, – borrowed pit bikes uh -huh. and stuff? About, like, if you could just borrow someone – uh, we got hit up by Gus Cyclocross on Twitter, and he had a picture of someone that used his spare bike and totally dumped the bike and bent the what? bars. Like, the, the the stem and the bars, yeah, are all Whoa. over. So that's, that might be the biggest... Um, Man, that's, that's lame. That's uh, definitely a no-no, no, yeah. yeah. That's definitely a podcast listener yeah. that did that. <laughs> on the hook? Spencer, what's our insurance look like for things like that? I'm going to have to look at... I assume we have insurance for stupid suggestions. Yeah, I'm going like, to have to get our legal team okay. on this. I uh, hope our deductible is pretty small because those bars are, you know, are might have to pay out on uh, this one. Our legal team is Bill from Crosshairs, just so okay. you guys know. Let's ask Bill. <laughs> we, Bill, we if we suggest retainer. stupid things hey. and people do it, are we in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stupid things, did you guys hear the um, the new intro music for the Slow oh Podcast God, last week? Oh, my God, it was week? awful. It was, uh, yeah, what happened? What oh, did how that? Did all I know is that my my dad hit me up know. on the uh, the text message going like, "Hey, Foghat, is that your new intro?" <laughs> it only it only took like, 128 great. episodes for the Foghat to sneak itself in. I know it's inevitable. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought that would be the uh, the Halloween episode, and I realized we didn't do anything Halloween and fun for the episode when we recorded it. So I was Another like, "Ah, let me throw thing. this together." And dress our intro up in costume, and then I realized, "Oh shit!" After I did it. 
we're recording Halloween night. This one, so this really is going to be well, our Halloween then, episode. Right. Are you going to put some rattly chains the, uh, or kids... something on the? <laughs> Maybe some uh... spooky ghost sounds. Kids don't follow. Hit us up right away on Twitter and says, "Wow, rhyme series have gone in an interesting new direction." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Fucking Thanks, guys. Shit. Guys, we got some reviews this past week, and oh, uh, hey, look at me with them. Yeah, look at we got a review, and this one is directly to you. This one comes from. The, I, um, how, wait, how many stars? Four stars out of five. Wait a second, mm. what? Yeah, the East Side 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 writes, I really want to give you guys five stars, I really do, but the St. Louis hate and the phrase grounded some gravel being <laughs> used just makes it impossible for me. Sorry. Grounded? Best, Did I say grounded some best gravel? Wishes, best wishes, Mikey. Best wishes, Mikey. So you, you made a Mikey... Who is associated with St. Louis? Mad. Oh man, sounds sounds scary. I uh, don't take it back, Mikey. I hate your town. <laughs> Have you ever been to the top town. of the arch, little guy? I've been to the top of the arch t- twice. And that didn't twice. save that didn't save the city for you. No, it did not. Nothing can save that city. For did me did you point. lose? Did you lose all the money in the riverboat gambling? Are you mad? No, you I've never. Red? I've never is been it? to that that gambling thing. Are you still really just that bent about uh, Chris Jones taking you out in the first turn of that Gateway Cross Cup? I no, I don't think it was Chris Jones. I thought it was Brad Huff. Oh, well, I blame Brad Huff. But then I also thought it was that neon dude, the guy who had like the Tron kit. I don't know yeah. who that guy was. I don't know either. If any of our listeners remember the Tron kit guys? They were around for a few years. They're at they're at Louisville and all the. Big so, Midwest races. Yeah, I remember those guys. The um, and then number uh, we got another uh, review. The podcast changed. This podcast changed my life. Five stars from Bipedal Pedal. Before I listened to this podcast, I didn't. Now I do. Good stuff. What? That is and a now, life change. And now they even got a name that's that's uh, an online avatar that's cycling related. Yeah, and let me say this, guys. The next person that leaves a review on the Slow Ride podcast on iTunes yeah. will be the 100th review we've ever received. Whoa, so, and then balloons will fall. <laughs> yeah, go straight there and um, be the 100th review that we've received on the Slow Ride podcast. And uh, we, we're crushing the ratings. Now, mm-hmm. um, we've never gotten a one-star review. We have right. gotten a couple twos, threes, and fours. So, uh, you know. Give us I a bet, five-star review. I bet the first person to listen to this is going to rush to their internet machine to give us a one-star review for our 100th yeah. review. That would Probably just be not. really... That would be hurtful. <laughs> that would be hurtful. It would be. Um, I got called out by a friend of the podcast in the race as I passed him very closely mid during the race <laughs> on... Yeah. Um, on a, on did you a tell Sunday. him as you were passing him? Were you like, no, hey, I did, faster no, rider on your left? No, that's what, that's the thing, is I came up on the sand pit. And, you know, sand pit kind of spits you out, and he was, like, running through when I was riding through. I came pretty close to him, and he said, hey, you're supposed to stay on your left. Nice. And he's right, but I should have said something because, you know, I was almost hitting him. But I, uh, <laughs> I, caught, him, I, I caught up to him later in some mud, and I, and I said, on your right. And, I, and <laughs> so... I got to tell him, but then he got cheers, uh, and I didn't later on when we were riding together. So, kind of beat me hmm. in that sense. Yeah. Anyway, that's a rambly story that, for that, you. That story had a really sad ending, little guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of no, took a turn there. It's like <laughs> it a... took a turn. No, I so in, in the cross race this weekend, I rode around 
with Lysinger a lot of times. So every time we came around a corner, it was like, Matt, Matt, Matt and Matt. People would yell, Matt and Matt. And then, and then I was riding with uh, Matt Pryor. So oh, yeah. it was like, I come around the corner, people were like, Matt, Matt, go Matt, go Matt. Um, I did I did kind of the same thing at, at uh, DCCX. I was riding with some guy whose name I believe was John. And I swear to God, literally everyone around the entire course knew who this guy was and was cheering yeah. for him. And I just, like, in the depths of the pain cave, I was like, my name is John. My name is John. <laughs> like, these people are cheering for me. That like, I've got to keep going. I, I need to impress these people. I need to keep, like, dig deeper. And I yeah. think it worked. That's good. Yeah. If nothing else, later people were like, who was that dude who beat John? <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> I got to find out. I love John, but that dude crushed him. That dude just smashed him. Yeah, what's up? He's a new John. <laughs> Let's get rid of this old John. Where's new John? <laughs> I want to cheer for that guy. Yeah. Done with John. All right. Hey, little guy, I've been doing some thinking here for you. And speaking of okay. John, Matt, you know, very common names, not exactly things that, that we see out there. And Super not everyone names. knows here is that the, uh, the the little guy and his much better half, uh, Caitlin, are going to be expecting a baby sometime soon. So Spencer and I have taken mm-hmm. it upon ourselves to come up with some names mm-hmm. for them. Now, naturally, we could just go the route of SuburbanBabyNameGenerator.com or whatever, you know, with like your main. Mate- Mason and your Madison S- and your Suburban I don't know I hope gym. so Mason I Liam like Jonah right. you know this like um, kind of those classic yeah. uh, I think our J names are pretty hot right now Isabella Jayden. could you do Jaden Charlotte Harper you, Har- Harper did you was guys a popular one do what I've been doing lately which is I go to pro cycling stats and I look at the top 100 ranked riders in the world so, and I and I sort of scroll through that. Because I've got a, I've got a good well, fact yeah, about that's, to tell you guys. Kind so, of okay, that's where I was going. That's the angle we're going for, yeah. I, I'm thinking that this is where you actually need to uh, go and get get the baby names. I mean, I think that it's only natural that it's yeah. on ProCyclingStats.com. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that it could work. Now, you could go the cyclocross route, right? You could get mm-hmm. like a tune. Um, you can go with uh, – I like that one. You could go with Vout. Wout. I don't know. That one would be probably pretty tough to that one would pronounce. Be tough. That's Tim, if it's a boy. Tim would instantly gotta... hate your baby. That's another problem. Yeah, yeah. Anybody and I don't want to go for that because at some point I'm just going to send the, uh, give the kid a plane ticket and send it out with a little note that says that weird monorail guy will pick me up, and then um, <laughs> have him just you know hang out with Tim and do the Disney thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I got to stay on his good side. You know, and then there's like the the names that are maybe out of like a little bit of a, a stretch. For you, mm-hmm. not saying you can't pull off a um, Giacomo Nizzolo, but it doesn't really uh, uh, strike yeah. me as a South, uh, you know, a guy that's a, you know, Matt Allen doesn't exactly have um, like an Eon Izagir um, name. So it's, it's kind of, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Now, that's assuming it's a boy. Now, on women's mm-hmm. side, I definitely think you can't go wrong with just Marianne. Um, after Marianne Voss, the greatest living cyclist in the U.S., but that's just me. Um, it's kind of close to my mom's she, name. So. Well, what do you, what, yeah. I, I think you can't go wrong being from Minnesota and just going straight with Norwegian cyclists. So this is where I'm going to go. So you've got Tor, yep. Hushvold. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. You got, Ed, yeah. you got Edvald. I think I like Edvald that. could be a really kick-ass name. Um, you know, I, I will just skip over Kristoff because I don't think that that's uh, Alexander Kristoff doesn't really uh, speak to me that much. Um, you could go with uh, other Scandinavian names, Jacob Fulsang. Mm-hmm. No, 
Maybe uh, not. But you get the spelling. You get the interesting spelling then. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that would be the key there. Uh, look, uh, Spencer, do you have any uh, suggestions off the top of your head? Well, I mean, I think the the classic cyclist name or the, the, the desire is to go straight to Eddie, right? Like, you got to do that. The Eddie Merck's tribute name. Um, mm-hmm. You could maybe do something like that. Um, I was also thinking a little more off the beaten path. You know, like, go with some of the nicknames in cycling instead of just directly the name. So, oh. so like, like, so like Green Arrow. Or just well, name them the Falcon. <laughs> the Falcon, Il Falco. Falco might be a good name, sure. Uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe something, and then the middle name could be the Cricket. <laughs> ah, know? okay. Oh, yeah, Paulo the Cricket Allen or something. Yeah, 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 That's something good. like that. Paulo, that could be a good one, too. I think, um, I think Edvald is the winner. I'm, my, well, I'm kind of partial to Tease because I'm, I'm a big Tease Banute fan. Only, like, only like if the Tease. first name is Tease and the middle name is Banute. I think you got to go full. Like you got to really oh, lean it's into like, that. It's like one. It's yeah. You got to say the whole thing. Now here's yeah. the downside, little guy, that I've learned is you don't want to exactly go name your kid after professional cyclists because if right. they become a doper, like yeah. my poor little cat has discovered, yeah. um, with Deluca getting busted. Then yeah, you're kind of seen that one coming. And if well, I would have had my ability a black to name, cat. <laughs> yeah, so well, no, that's Isn't Roscoe. Uh, but I mean, I get them mixed up. Yeah, Deluca, you know, Deluca kind of had it cut out. I mean, you know, when so, you when you're living dangerously. So the mm-hmm. other idea that I had, little guy, and this one might be a little abstract. You might have to explain it to a lot of people when you're introducing okay. your child. But like if you just queue up the video on YouTube, it should be pretty easy. But if you get the Tom Boonen song queued up mm-hmm. on YouTube and you name your child, first name, Tom Boonen, middle name, Tom Boonen. So then mm-hmm. you could say, this is my child, Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen, and then play the song and they'll be like, holy shit, your kid has a theme song. That would be, that might be uh, the way to go. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, some of the other suggestions are maybe a little more in my wheelhouse. I've talked really? to Caitlin already. She's on board. You're voted. Oh, on. she's oh, on board with little that. Guy, little yeah. guy, I got suggestion. Okay. And this is only if it's a boy. Again, being biased, just because we don't know that many um, women cyclists out there besides Marianne Voss and some other you know, top uh, American women. I mean, just to be uh, honest as far as me. And I guess oh, I'm just biased. No. I want a little boy in, the, uh, in the, the brotherhood of the Slow Ride podcast. But little guy, here's the deal. Got the name mm-hmm. for you. You ready? Yep. Ready? Are you sure? You said no. Just coughing a little bit. Yep. All right. Now, what's nice about this name, little guy, you have a variety of ways of spelling it. So you can still be unique. Um, You can go with the initials. You can go with spelled out. But TJ. (laughs) TJ Van Allen. That's gross. No, I certainly will not be doing that. Oh, my God. That's awful. But I do want to point out, Tim, no. Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin could be a boy or a girl's name. I just want to, I just want to put that up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, Tim, I it's mean, very gender neutral. It's uh, Come on, get with it. Uh, Again, uh, you know, there, there's some wonderful women bike racers out there. I, I mean, think, I go... think uh, cross-world champion Talia DeJong, like that would be a great name, yeah. Talia. I think I Evelyn like is name. just a fantastic name anyway, so like Evelyn's Evelyn Stevens. Very good. Um, just as long as it's not Liz or Lizzie or Elizabeth Armistead, because that's yeah. just kind of shady. Um, it's a shady. That, uh, the Finnish like national, the Finnish national champion, 
Lepatosa Lepaso or whatever. No, that's, She's pretty that's awesome. way too. How am I gonna yell that when they're when they're yeah. up to no good? Mm-hmm. And, Dude, like, TJ, TJ's where it's at. TJ, <laughs> I'm already mad at him. Yeah. Ah, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I'll be like, "You've let me down." They'll be like, "What did I do? I've I can't even talk or walk or do anything." Like, you let me down. It's supposed to rain later today. I know you're gonna let me down. <laughs> yeah, you little wimp. I'll challenge them in arm wrestling competition, and I bet they'll just—they won't even know what to do. Yeah. Um, if, are you guys on pro cycling stats right now? As you I throw am. these at me, I'm not. Tip, scroll down to the on the. Are you on the men? I'm on the men. Yes. Okay. Get look. It's they do a hundred riders on a page, and scroll down, and you'll be surprised who's tail gunning it. On um, like number a hundred. Number one hundred. If it isn't Tyler Ferrar, I'm going to be pretty it's not. Amazing. Look who's tailgunning it. They're tailgunning races, and they're tailgunning skydive sky Dubai pro cycling no, team? No, the rider, man. The rider. It's got to be Stephen Pellini? Cummings. Come on. Oh, it, it changed. How did it change? The other day, like two days ago, it was Steve Cummings. Yeah. Oh, was it Steve Cummings? He yeah, was tailgunning the page just Which like he perfect. rides. It's like he was like, what, what place do I need to get ranked to be the last one on the page? And he's like, well, I can do this. <laughs> Pip somebody nope, for 86 place. He's 101st now. Oh, oh, that's, yeah. that's because those, like, the Middle Eastern races are still going on. Some skydive guy just got like 16th place, and it bumped him up. I mean, there's some pretty impressive uh, racers on here. Look, I, I, I mean, this list, this is the, the quintessential. You know, um, Tim, list. Like Sven, you could be a Sven Tuft. I Tim mean, and uh, Matt. Hey, Tim, do you guys, speaking of boy-girl names and gender-neutral names, do you think, um, mm-hmm. tell me, is this gender-neutral? Is it a little more male or female? But if you went with Hincappy. Uh, um, no. That's, that's gender-neutral. Just... I, I think that could work either way. Yeah, just Hincappy. Like, and then you need if a you good, you need a good middle name. Don't get a f- yeah. <laughs> if you name your kid Hincappy and don't get a free entry into every Grand Fondo across the United States, then, <laughs> you know, you're just not... Yeah. You're just not where you need to be. Yeah. Like I'll call ahead and say Hincapie wants the ride, and they'll be like, "Oh, of course, of course. Let me uh, let me just get it. I'll get your paperwork all set up and ready to go. Thanks, mm-hmm. cool." Yeah, man, it's they, be amazing. This, little guy, this is such an extensive list of it's a names good list. for you. Yeah, that um, I, I would say just go with the Scandinavia. I mean, Magnus Magnus Nielsen. That's, that's a, pretty a top good one. 100 neighbor right there. Yeah. Um, what about Schleck? You know, you seem like a, about- like a baby Schleck. What about but how uh, Schleck is a first name is a little weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. But what about Johan? Like Bruniel? Yeah, like Museu. Mm, I don't like him or Bruniel. I don't like either of them. Shit. Well, okay. All right. Fair also, enough. Also, I want. What about I want Scarponi? My, I want my kid to have <gasps> Michelle. I I like Michelle. Dude, dude, you got both boy and girl satisfied there, and gender yep. neutral. Um, you know, whatever happens, happens, and McKelly or Michelle could be the amazing compromise. Mm-hmm. I like McKelly, and, and you middle- know, we'll be friends with birds. So, oh, yeah. do you think uh, Caitlin <laughs> will be into any of these ideas? Nope, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, with that, but, we come you know, to the end of we another have wasted episode. We haven't come up with a single idea over here, so eventually well, one of these has you to can start. You can just play this, like put some headphones on her when she's sleeping, and just see mm-hmm. if uh, any of this works oh, its way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that would produce nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start writing these names on pieces of paper and stuffing oh. them in her pillowcase. There you go. That'll work, too. <laughs> and with that, the Slow Ride Podcast comes to an end of our 129th episode 
And we'd like to thank all of the listeners that have supported us on the Wide Angle Podium Network, WideAnglePodium.com. I'd also like to thank our new sponsor of the week, HealthIQ.com slash SlowRide. Learn how to save money on your health and life insurance by answering a few questions about your active lifestyle. Or if you're a vegan, you can save some money. And we'd also like to remind you that no matter what, always, always, always wave at your fellow cyclists no matter what they're riding. Even if they're on the sidewalk riding their bike, they're just good people because they're on two wheels. Yeah. Anything else from you guys? You know, Unless yeah, they're hitting yeah. old people. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about your. I, I don't wave at people on the sidewalk. No, I. I was in my new house here. Uh, there's a kind of a busy road out front, and there's a lot of older folks riding their bikes down the sidewalk to get to the bike path to go around the lake, and they're riding on the sidewalk, and that was okay with me. Well, if you're out in your front yard watering the lawn, you can wave at them, I guess. But I'm just waving uh, at them from inside. They can't see me, but I'm just like waving. <laughs> well, that's fair too. All right. We should also thank uh, BK1, who does our normal uh, intro and outro music uh, from Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. He does a great job, and uh, he's a big fan of the pod. He rides a bike all the time. and uh, So support his music, because he supports us. Uh, you support us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. And do us a huge favor, like Tim said, check out healthiq.com slash slow ride. And uh, just get them clicks going. Get them clicks. And tweet at the little guy, Matt. Let him know what his baby name should be. Baby yeah, names. Baby names I've got one one more thing to finish off, guys. The gunner. Yeah. I got the news today. It's officially dead. I mean. It's a Halloween special. I'm it's no not doctor, coming back to life. But I was, it's not yeah, coming back to life. I didn't have a good diagnosis. So I, didn't I, I didn't either, but I, br- I brought it to the Frankenstein, and, and they, they, couldn't, they can't bring it back to life. It's dead. Can they can they revive any parts of it into other bikes? <laughs> that would be kind of <laughs> weird. No, the prognosis was uh, probably not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so um, sorry for your loss, little guy. Hey, thanks. That's all right. It uh, you know, we had a good time together. We had good, good, good memories, and that's what counts. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Podcast.